to Stock Talk Podcast, where topics are covered and questions are answered across all parts of the show stock industry. Get ready to learn and laugh with your hosts, Trevor Kirkpatrick and Corey Edge. We are live, homie. How about this? We are live. This is weird. This is fun, though. Yeah. It's not like we're on the phone anymore. We actually can see our ugly mugs. So here we go. <sighs> or I mean, here we go. I mean, this is straight from a Heartland Radio episode. Yeah. But this is stock talk. That's true. Um, so I was thinking, or we were talking earlier, that uh, I went to a show, actually the Midwest Spectacular here in Ohio, and somebody came up to me and said, hey, man, uh, we're wanting to put more faces with the names. Like, there's, we know you enough, but maybe other people want to see faces with the names. So, hey, we're going to give the people what they want. Really surprised people want to see my face. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why. I mean, I am working on the beard, so. Yeah, got be- beard oil. Got to scruff it yeah. up a little bit. Yeah. I like Nothing it. a little beard oil can't fix. So we got a lot of stuff to cover in this episode. And, sure do. Uh, I hope people don't just skip over the ones without a guest because, come to think of it, uh, this is going to be a pretty good one, I think. Just us kind of chatting, letting the people Should be. letting the people know what uh, what we're about. Because I feel like... We've kind of made it maybe done a disservice as they don't really know who we are. We're just the guys of Stock Talk who interview the guests. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, we do. I mean, not not that we don't interject our opinions, but it's like, eh, do they really do they really hear enough of us? I'm not sure. Maybe they don't want to hear any of us. And we're going to find out. Yeah. Uh, you know, based on how our top five episodes look, you know, in the next 10. Yeah. So. A uh, c- couple but things. We'll get, to that. we'll get to that later. Right, we're going to cover in that. We're going to cover our top five episodes as always. Every ten episodes, we cover our top five most listened. We've got some really interesting topics, some very sure controversial do. ones, some ones that are absolutely going to be hilarious. I think um, a lot of good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, Corey, we got some really, really good sponsors. That's right, and we would be doing a disservice to everybody if we didn't tell people. That Walton Webcasting is the absolute number one platform to go and see your livestock. And I don't even care if you're at the show or not. I mean, I've been I've been known to be sitting in my pens at the exposition uh, this year or World Pork Expo. I'm just sitting back there. Don't really care to go up and watch the show yeah. at, at a point in time. Maybe I'm enjoying a cold beverage. Yes. And, uh, and there's the no show pulled up so I can see where the classes are. That's right. No air moving up there. Too many people. But there's a fan yeah. blowing right by your pins. Pop up Walton Webcasting. See it live. Pretty easy. Man. Pretty easy. Did you happen Walton to see um, On the Road with Greg that he posted Oh, there? my gosh. Yes, his, tri- his trip to Phoenix. Yes, he was repping the brand with the shirt. He was. Shout out to he Greg. He was repping the brand. As you know, what do we call that? On the Road with Greg. <laughs> nice. Oh uh, man, the the people don't realize um, we are recording this video as well, and so Trevor and I can see each other, um, yes. even though you guys can't see us. I, I don't know if this video will ever get posted, but it's really nice for us to be able to just like conversate a little bit better. Yeah, we are upgrading our our technology week to week. Yeah, it's getting better, and our we're trying to uh, self coach ourselves with how we're doing this. Self coach ourselves. Self yes. self coach ourselves. Coach ourselves. Yeah. Me and words. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yesterday, we, uh, well, yesterday, meaning like last week, uh, Trevor and I were recording 
our intros and, and some stuff for the Temple Grandin episode that you heard last week. And uh, we had to re-record a few things. Yeah. <laughs> because it was uh, early morning. And, and mainly because I can't can't read when my brain's still asleep. So Well, re- reading and talking out loud at the same time can be a challenge for yeah. some. Yeah, well, definitely. Which I, I get that. It's all good. Um, what's not challenging, however, is uh, finding some good cattle online these days. Oh, yeah, there's that's everywhere. Yeah. So, Where's the best place to go? Well, Show Cattle Connection. You can't go wrong. There's always the best ones. As a matter of fact, I was flipping through Facebook uh, last night, actually, and I swear to God, the, the first five posts were all cattle, and I was like, where are these things coming from? So I started clicking around. <laughs> they all led me to Show Cattle Connection. So that's saying yeah. something. If you're going to buy good calves, you got to do it with Show Cattle Connection. And if you're the one selling them, they are the leading technology. They're, they're the gurus that do it all. Right. So, and they've got people to help you. Why wouldn't you go there? And, and, and here's the thing, folks, is they may not have been around forever, uh, but the people involved have been. And so sure. they're just bringing you the best platform that's available to buy and sell your Show Cattle. Yeah, Show Cattle Connection. Dot com, com, com. <laughs> or your own soundbite there yeah oh man well we came up with uh the idea at the very beginning of this journey that every 10 episodes we're going to recap we're going to let our opinions out there a little bit but like we said before we want to do a little bit better job of that so yeah here we are we're going to uh dive right into it and at the end of this episode i promise we'll get to our top five but Corey and I got some stuff we need to say, stuff we need to talk about. Um, Trev, I, I think I think one of the cool things we should do to start off this particular event is discuss maybe where we thought we were going to be at this time. Oh, I like that. And we, uh, I was in Ohio for what I can't remember when we when we were doing this. Was it New Year's? It was. You were the only one to arrive. I was there. Yeah. Um, I travel well for for my friends that are out there listening that need or want me to go to places. I pretty much don't say no. Um, I don't mind driving. So anyways, I was out at Trevor's for New Year's and uh, we were like, okay, let's get this podcasting rolling. And with any good plan, you always have to write write some goals and, and ideas down on paper. And Trevor still has the piece of paper that we uh, wrote our goals and stuff down. And we will we will go goal by goal and tell you how we, if we've, yes or no, have we checked it off? And then where we're at with some of those things too. So yeah, this was New Year's of this year, 2019. And we were like, man, if we're going to do this, let's sit down, let's put pen to paper. That way we have something to go off of. Um didn't know much about the podcast industry, although we listened to Knew some. nothing. N- not at all. Uh, yeah. However, we did know some stuff about livestock, so we were like, hey, let's give it a shot, as, as you guys knew. So we wrote down five goals. Goal number one, in order, was to have one episode per week and make it a full 365 days for a full year. Pretty close. We're pretty close. We're pretty close. Um, this idea was kind of birthed in, in October, actually, I think, of last year. Crazy. Stocktober. Stocktober, man. So percent off of t shirts. He's just Stocktober. Stock talk. Yes. I actually still have the voicemail that you sent me that I thought was 
uh, I always listen to it just to give myself uh, a scope of where we came from and where we're going to. Uh, I need to I need to find it because I I honestly don't know where it's at now. I should have yeah. pulled it up, but yeah. Well, just so everybody knows, we we have got one episode per week every every week. We haven't skipped a week, so yeah. I think we're doing okay, and we've made it this far. Goal number two was to have two major sponsors in one year. Hello. I think Boy. we have a couple. <laughs> I think we've got more than two. Yeah. Nice job, Trev. Oh, it's not just, not just me, homie. Um, and what was cool was um, there was a lot of people who didn't know what the podcast or a podcast was. You know, right. they, they listened to their AM radio and their sports talk in the morning, and that's about all they knew about talk, quote unquote, radio. Right. So the struggle was to get sponsors to understand where we're headed, what we're doing, and what we're about. So once they understood what a podcast was, then everything just kind of started evolving. And Walton Webcasting, speaking of, has been there pretty much from day one. They contacted I mean, us and wanted wanted in. So yes, that's why when we say our good friends at Walton, uh, yeah, we mean it. Best our best friends at best, best friends. <laughs> yes, so that was goal number two to have two major sponsors in a year. I think we did it. Yep. Goal number three: set up a podcast at a major show. Hello, were you at the exposition? I was. Trevor yeah. was. Stock Talk was. That was it. Did you hear Dan Hogue? Yeah, uh, it was pretty pretty awesome. Pretty darn um, good. Trevor, I believe we were also at the Indiana State Fair. Grand Drive. We were all. I would definitely call that a major show. I uh, would too. The we did Grand- it twice. We've done it twice. Yeah, and there's going to be a third. Yeah, people. Um, we're going to be at Louisville. Ooh, yeah. I probably wasn't supposed to spill those beans, but they've been spilled. Yeah. So there's going to be more information to come of that. We're just going yes. to give you a little teaser. North American 2019. Here we come. Um, there may or may not be hooded sweatshirts to order at that point in time as well. Stay tuned. Yeah. Quite the quite the deal to get some. I mean, we're a little behind on the fall gear deal, but yeah, who, who doesn't love a sweatshirt? And everybody wants them. So we're working on it. So, so Trevor, do you know how like uh, there's hot girl summer, you know? Like bikinis and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Well, we are now entering my domain, which is Fat Boy Fall. Oh, well, yeah. I so I mean, I mean, vests, hoodies, quarter zips, jeans. I was thinking really, too. Uh, really nice. Maybe the beanies or the the head uh, bands that cover your ears. Maybe that's oh, that's an option. Headbands. Yeah, you know yeah. that was. Have you seen? Have you seen this whole? Um, I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, linebacker for uh, the Saints. Oh yes, and the, the man, man of God, God headband. Yes, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like I like that he just stuck it to the NFL. I'm like, you know what? No. Well, the way they were going to find him like seven thousand, and he ended up oh, donating my. it. How about that? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Good, good guy. Good for that guy. Good for that guy. So we have set up at two major shows. We're going to be at the third. Goal number four was to have one guest per month at least. Uh, how about one guest per week? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this week's guest is Trevor Kirkpatrick and Corey Edge. Yeah. Hello. How about that? <laughs> so, yeah, we uh, we actually thought, you know, they should get to know us a little bit. Well, we start to find out all they want to hear is our guest. And then if we interject a little bit, you know, maybe that's a bonus. So, yeah, who knows? I guess we'll figure it out. Yeah. With this episode. That was goal number four. So. Number five 
was a little bit more numbers. You know, I'm a numbers guy. Yeah, I like numbers. Our goal number five was to have 6,000 downloads per year, which then divided up into 125 per week, 500 a month, and 1,500 per three months or a quarter based on a 48-week oh basis. So so I want to put things into perspective for folks. Um, I, I won't give away our top five, but our, our fifth most listened to episode alone has just over 7,000 total plays and listens. And we were hoping months. for 6,000 in a year. In a year. We're not even so, we're not even a full year yet. It's amazing. No. This is crazy. And we're not trying to brag, we're just saying that this is because of you guys, you listeners and our and the folks that have been supporting us this whole way have allowed us to crush our what we thought were unattainable goals. Yeah. And the thing is like we want to let you know where we're at, you know, because I think it's good for those folks to understand, you know, where are they, what are they doing? How, you know, how many lessons do they have? Because I've get that asked a lot, rather you're a sponsor out there wanting to come with us. Hey, yep. that's a little bit of a benchmark. Or if you're just a listener that likes to hear where we're at, that's kind of where we're at. And you'll yep. be amazed when we get to the end of our top five listen episodes. Mm, it's crazy. Absolutely it crazy. crazy. Trev, what remind me, um, when uh, when we launched our our first our, our website, oh, it wasn't too long ago. Oh, that wasn't too long ago. Probably. That was the end of June. End of June. Yep. yep. Um, folks, we're we're probably a week or two away from launching uh, a new website that's got all kinds of cool, fun things going on, and it is slick looking. Slick. Thanks to. Our friends at I'm gonna call it the Wint Group because they're both show yeah, pig. It's a, it's a Wint Group thing. Yeah. So um, Kim West, shout out to her. She does an incredible job of designing that. Which is still, if you get a hold of those guys, you can get that stuff kind of made. So that's that's true. That's true. We'll, we'll be um, setting proof of that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So uh, our goals, you know, <laughs> crushed it. Crushed it. Question. Uh, good stuff. No, it's been it's been fun to make it to episode forty at least. Yeah. So we'll see where we can go from here. I'm pumped. We got a lot of things we got in the works. Uh, I've always said if we're just a podcast, we're gonna be dead in about a year or less. True. Yep. And we've got some stuff that's more than just a podcast. So. Yeah, I'm pumped. Some of that stuff we might even discuss here in this episode, depending on how uh, how froggy I'm feeling. Ooh, feeling froggy, leap, homie. Yeah. So, um, I want to uh, you, you. We were talking there yesterday as we we were doing our uh, temple intro. <clears throat> yesterday uh, was last week for those of you listening now. So we record these in advance, obviously. Um, yeah. But you said you just sent me a text and said, "Dude." These uh, sale write-ups, where do we go from here? So yeah. I didn't know, I, I knew where you were headed, but I want to hear more about this. Yeah, I just, you know, you see it everywhere. Everybody's trying to come up with the next most creative term or way to describe baby livestock uh, in a sale format. And the write-ups, like, they've gotten redundant. And we talked about, you know, we asked people like, well, the, the term elite is overused and the term um, best set ever and best one we've ever raised, this one shouldn't leave the farm, all that kind of stuff. 
it's just like, what's next? I mean, we, we've all seen it and, you know, some of us that have hosted an online sale have been guilty of it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, I guess I shouldn't say guilty, but, you know, following the same trend and path, because obviously if that's what people are paying, t- paying attention to, you want to, you want to put that out there in front of them. So, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because, uh, Will Winter's power female sale oh, I love right it. up caught all kinds of attention because it was just, you know, blah, 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 blah. I hate these sale write-ups, blah, blah, blah. We really like this pig, blah, blah, blah. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, that and that's, thing brought, and that's like, hilarious. Lots oh, of money. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing sold well. But, you know, if that's what it is, and here's what I, I would say has probably got us caught up in online sale write-ups. There's some that are hilarious. Yeah. I, I, don't get me wrong. But if you don't have the personality of being a hilarious person in your sale write-ups, you probably shouldn't try to be funny in your sale write-ups. Very true. That's um, very and true. then like misspellings and in poor, I mean like grammar, I really don't care about in sale write-ups, but like yeah. as long as it makes sense, well, but I'm just like, if you can't, if, if you have to really get into a detailed description of the picture or video of the animal you're trying to sell, they probably aren't good enough <laughs> or you're, you're marketing towards the wrong kind of buyer. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I was getting at. Like, the sale write-ups should be information that you can't already tell from the video or picture. Like yeah. we we can tell that it's heavy structured or we can tell that it's an athlete or anything like that. Like I'm not saying you, you can't write about that. Just do it briefly. Right. I mean, do it within a, a sentence or, or two. But like what I want to know in a sale write-up is kind of more of the description. Like what's yeah, that look, mother have done? Yeah. Or, you know, this one is a full sip to that. Or, or even if you don't have that kind of information, like, you know, Hey, this one has this many shots of, you know, whatever pedigree you're chasing. And that would be intriguing or like, to or me. Or like target shows, how those things will grow and mature. Yeah. Like I, I find value in that kind of thing, but like sitting there telling me that this is the best thing ever. Yeah. gets really old because you know, anybody that's been involved or been trained to judge livestock or just has a brain that works to understand how to evaluate. Right. It gets really annoying to see like lot after lot after lot of this thing's really big legged and good moving, good looking, biggest back you've ever seen, you know, all, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Like that's, that's just annoying. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, no, and honestly, the, not, and you're lying to people. Right. And the longer the description is, don't really read it. I mean, I'll I be honest. Yeah. yeah. Just just a couple bullet points. But oh, that was a good point to bring up because something we haven't really talked about. Uh, yeah. We've mentioned the elite word and, you know, use it sparingly and all that. But that was intriguing. You know, focus yeah. on the big points and what's not in the picture or video. Uh, what's, the, uh, what's the stupidest write-up you've ever seen? Oh, my. Uh, well, uh, there's some just inexperienced folks out there that... Um, are still filling it out, I'll say. And it was more so of like, we like this pig. It's really colored up. This pig's really friendly, likes to eat. I was like, okay. <laughs> Honestly, I, I prefer that right up to a lot of other ones I've seen. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I to be honest with you, I hardly, I hate to say this, but I really don't dig into the descriptions much anymore because of that. Cause it's so worn out. 
Yeah. If I know, like, I, I, I more so look the video, look at the picture. If they've got the, the sow or boar up there that I know, like, I'll look at those pictures and then I'll text or call the breeder and be like, right. You know, hey, what, what about lot five that's, you know, 16 4 gilt? You know, she looks pretty nice in her picture. What else can you tell me about her? Because then I can, if that, I like calling them, but I can really hear them say, oh, you know, she's nice. She's nice, right. and to me, that's like okay. She's middle of the road, or right. like, oh my gosh, dude, that one is awesome. I'm like, okay, well, I need to probably chase that one. Right. Well, and the other thing with that comes, you know, honestly, in, descri- in descriptions, should we just start writing? If you like this one's picture, call me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and then that just puts more pressure on picture day. But still, like uh, the the there's not too many things that you can do in a write-up that's going to outdo a picture. Like your picture should speak for what that animal is. Yeah. Just ask Brad Hood. I just, he'll know. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know, man. Like I just, I was starting to read through some of these write-ups. I'm like, you know what? It's the same old shit every day. Yeah. It really it's, is. It's, it's the same lines. It's the same hooks trying to get people to, you know, click and bid, you know, like, like you said, just tell me what they're out of. Yeah. Tell me, you know, little informational pedigree stuff, how they're going to mature. Uh, like you, though, like you just said, I love when they actually like the the ones who have good humor, like when they use humor to try to oh, sell yeah. them. That's hilarious. For example, uh, one of our past guests, I can't remember what episode, Kevin went. He uh, he had a sale the other day, and he's really pushing the clones. Um, him and Steve Mapes are doing a lot of sales together. Actually, have some coming up, or already went, or whatever. But Right. <laughs> they have that that feature on there when you're loading pictures, uh, show destination, our ideal show destination. And it was one of his clones that's kind of old school breeding, really, really yeah. interesting. Show destination, he put Fairwing House. <laughs> <laughs> I love that kind of stuff because it caught my attention. That's stuff you don't yeah, see every right. day. And he's the last <laughs> one to kind of go off and, and really write about it. And I can say that because I worked for him. But that's that's kind of where we're at, you know, just... Be brief and to the point, and that's going to grab more attention than writing a book, my opinion. Yeah, dude. So I'm getting, I'm giving Max look shout outs two episodes in a row. Yeah, how about that? Okay, but but this is this. You're talking about a guy that's extremely creative and somebody that you know is funny. And this was a line from one of his write ups uh, in, in his Poland sale the other weekend. <laughs> he says, "This is the stout." Husky kind that rips heaters in the beer garden and sleeps over on the first date. <laughs> like, oh my god! And you know, and you know what that one is. You're like, yeah, I think I've seen her at a college party. Or two. Yeah. No? And and you're like, if you could picture what a guilt would look like in that setting, I mean, that's you know, uh, I like that kind of stuff. Let's keep more of that stuff coming. You know, let's let's get more creative in that way. Maybe not like the oh, remember like the. Everybody was like, oh, this thing's a zoo animal. Yeah. He's giraffe neck, gorilla back, and elephant legged. Like, no, I don't <laughs> really care to hear that. Like, right. Or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. This one's as hairy as a caveman in the middle of December. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Let's get to the point. Like the, those analogies, you know, they've been overused too. So let's get more creative with those. I dig it. Yeah. That's that's just where I'm at with these write ups. Mm. I like it's definitely a topic I wanted to bring up. Yeah, good topic. Oh, speaking of topic. 
Wetzel. No, read Southall. This is uh, Topics from a Hat, folks. Brought to you by Fierce Threads. The only hat and apparel we use is screen printed or embroidered by Fierce Threads. Fierce Threads is your number one source for high quality screen printing and embroidery. Put your business success at the forefront and go to www.fierce-threads.com and get you some good apparel with Fierce Threads. Hey, Trevor, nice job, buddy. Thanks. I actually read that, that was one. Good. That was good. Uh, that was Co. Wetzel, by the way. Um, forgive my lack of knowledge of our own music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so we talked about zoo animals actually just a couple seconds ago. We've got a listener submission. Uh, Trevor, if you if you had to raise a zoo animal the same way you would market, uh, you know, like market livestock. Um, what, what would you, what would you choose? Oh my, I love these questions, by the way, before I get into it, like, okay, when we have a guest on, like, I get it. Like they want listeners want this information, you know, all that. Yeah. The entertainment value of a question like this, though, is just worth every single second. Oh my gosh. So I've been thinking about this. I, I, I saw it and I was like, mm, I can go a lot of ways with this. Now, uh, here's my precursor to this. I what I'm going to say is, zoo animals aren't for consumption. Okay, some are in other countries, but that's not where I'm going with this. Oh my god! <laughs> the fact that you prefaced this statement that what? you're about to make with I that know. so, but cracks me up. Here's what I took into account. Okay, what kind of facilities would I have to build to contain mm. these? What we're going to call them stock. Yeah. And which ones would be the easiest to show? Because like you said, their zoo animals going to be marketed like livestock. And how would I go about it? So I guess the obvious choices, if you're talking zoo animals, would be like tiger or gorilla or uh, the big obvious ones. So, All right. Well, I guess I won't pick gorilla now. Thanks a lot. Oh, well, I mean, you can, nope, do, no, you no. can do whatever you want. I've, nope. So go ahead. I did some research and the most intriguing animal that I came across Wait for it. Red panda. Red panda. The red panda. Here's what here's here's what I'm thinking. All right, facilities. You can contain those little rascals pretty easily within a barn. Yep. Um they're fluffy, they're cool, you can blow them out, fit them up if you needed to. Uh they're manageable. I feel like you could lead those things around pretty easily. And they have one the four in a litter. For gestations, 130 oh. days. Litters. Litters of bears. So Litters of red pandas. Red panda. And, I mean, I could have a theme song with that. We all know the panda, panda, panda. Yeah, there you go. I'm, I'm thinking marketing schemes. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm a, a marketing red, red panda pandas. Breeder. The red pandas. The red panda huh. express. Get it? Red panda express. Is that is that the, the new farm name? That's the ranch name. Yep. That's the ranch name. Red panda express. Well, you did a lot. You did a lot more thinking on this than I did. I well, because my original thought was, oh yeah, let's have a little gorilla. Uh, you can you can fit them up like a fat steer and a and a bear at the same time. You know, just get some get some gorilla backs. Yes, uh, fed into those things. You really wouldn't have to feed a back into a gorilla, which is nice. You cut costs on supplements that way. Yeah. Um, you know, if I'm going to show any 
any livestock and you want to talk about low maintenance, but cost of feed would be pretty high on this. Um, rhinos always have intrigued me. Oh, and you know, I think if we can get into some fitting contests and, and get creative with how we, we shine up, uh, rhino horns Oh, and, and, you know, power, you probably had to power wash them. I well, yeah, I was going to say, how do you fit? All right. Yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm just guessing it's like a little power wash, a little peppy. Oh, just get get them shined up, and then uh, we're walking those things in on halters. Uh, probably just going to take like a team of four to show one. Uh, yeah. You got got one person on the lead. Uh, you got two people setting feet, and then another person um, scooping the scooping the poop from behind. Yeah. How would you? Okay. How would you get that thing to move? Like if it stalled out in the ring. I mean, I feel like a slap on the ass would not make that thing go. No, neither would a hot shot. Um, <laughs> so those those two things are probably out of the question. The the thing to do would probably be, um, you know, have your pooper scooper. If that thing gets stalled, um, drop the shovel for a second. Go around front with like a whole handful of lettuce or something. You'd have to coax it. And and it's yeah, it's just a let's chase the carrot. And if it doesn't move, you know what? I just. Set it I up right there. Let it stand. I just assume let it stand. <laughs> of course, um, I guess if you're there, if you're raising them, they're trained. But still. yeah, there's no there's no show whip or pipe involved here. I, I think you know really you got four people setting feet or two people setting feet. One person at the lead. One person scooping poop from behind. And then you know when feet get set right, you know you got to have the back foot staggered like shows like mm-hmm. we're showing steers. And then just do a little belly rub. Yeah, a little belly rub. Hmm. Neat. Yep. All right. Interesting topic. Show rhinos. Um, I'm not real sure what yep. the ranch name would be. Ranch name. Rhino ranch. I don't know. Well, how about we have our listeners help us out for ranch and rhinos? What do we call it? Ranch and rhinos. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And then I'd probably, so I'd probably have two divisions. So I'd have show rhinos and then I'd have like rough stock rhinos. Rough stock. Then I'd start a rodeo program. Oh, I see. Rough yeah. ride and rodeo. Rhinos. Rough Riding Rhinos. That's the name of it. There you go. Mm. Neat. Quite the yeah. quite different than Red Pandas. Yeah, totally, totally opposite spe- ends of the spectrum there. Hmm. So you have to have a cooler for yours. Yeah. But you'd also have to have like eight inch diameter steel pipes to contain those rascals. Your, oh yeah. Facility you, costs on my end would be way high. Your rascals, yeah. My my rascal rhinos, and you know, what do you think? Uh, what do you think it takes to feed, you know, to get a rhino to to show weight? Oh my! What it, what is show weight? Let's start there. I don't I mean, know what's rhino weight. A couple tons. Oh my! I guess we'd have to Google it. But well, I'm going to do that real fast while you uh, while you ponder what we should feed these things. Yeah. Well, I hate to say it, but I mean, are they? There's a bunch of questions that come to my head. Are they? omnivores or carnivores or you know there's a lot of things to wonder but i think there would be a lot bigger crowd at a rhino show than there would be at a red panda show well you never know because you know you probably there's a different demographic i think for each species Mm. um you know kind of like kind of like the difference between show rabbits and uh and and show ponies maybe you know yeah yeah you're true that's true or maybe um, the red pandas are more of like you know we we saw that alpaca show in uh, Indiana State Fair oh yeah incredible maybe they're uh, more 
We have a video, by the way, that we should probably release of that sometime. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe it's more like doing obstacle courses. Mm-hmm. That sounds really. Nah, I want to. I want to ju- judge rhinos on confirmation. Yeah, I'm with you. So, uh, so a full-grown adult uh, weighs from 1,870 pounds to uh, a shade over 3,500 pounds. Woof. So we're talking. These things get big. Um, the uh, the females obviously smaller than the males, and I think I think we'd only show. I think we'd only show male rhinos. Yeah. What are the females called? Well, what are they called? Like, are they, are they cows? I think they're cows. Yeah. I really do. Okay. Um, we'll Google, we'll Google this too. Hmm. Who would have thought a show livestock podcast would get into exhibiting zoo animals, but I'm really intrigued. Well, when, when, when people, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there you go. Female, female is a cow. Um, just so you know, so uh, we did have a conversation, and I can't remember if this was on the the Patreon when it still existed, or if this was a regular conversation. But weren't we trying to decide what a group of kangaroos was called? Yes. And and I came up with the term gaggle, which yeah. is incorrect. Yeah. Um, a group of rhinos is called a crash. Oh. <laughs> so. That's awesome. Let that sink in. Yeah. Corey's, Corey's crash of crash of rhinos. Corey's crash. Corey's crash. Oh, I can dig that. Yeah, but a kangaroo group is called a, a mob we found. Mob, yeah. Which is even scarier than a gaggle. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Uh, Neat. Yep, there you go. Male rhinos are bulls and females are cows. So what, what a castrated rhino is, I'm unsure. I would just, you know, maybe it's just a steer. So many questions. How the heck do you do that? I don't know. Whoever submitted this uh listener question we thank you but we've gone off on a tangent that i don't know if we can come back from yeah but keep those kind of questions coming uh because i mean it's entertaining rather it's uh in a episode or not we can post videos on facebook and answer we can always do that sure could so maybe we'll make a trip to a zoo sometime and interview a zookeeper on what they call a um castrated male rhino it's true we could do that yep Sounds fun. Field trip. I'm in. Okay. So, uh, Trev, we're entering winter time, or colder months, I should say. Speaking of cold, my gosh, it's like 30 degrees out here in Ohio today. It ain't right. It it ain't right, because we've skipped fall now. Yeah. Yeah. We've skipped fall, and we've gone straight to to butt cold. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, global warming, what's that? Um. So it's getting cooler and and something that you guys have in Ohio that really frustrates me because it's not in Indiana or Illinois or any other States um, really, except for down South is the ability to show these kind of like off aged livestock um, in the wintertime, like summer letters, summer most people in the Midwest. Yeah. Most people in the Midwest having summer hog litters, cannot really show those pigs yeah. unless they go down to Georgia, but hello, you're going all the way down to Georgia. But if you're from Ohio, you've got that Ohio winter circuit. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, why isn't there more opportunities to show summer born hogs or, you know, 
off-aged, you know, cattle, sheep that are born in March, April. You know, you really don't get a chance to show those things in the wintertime. Yeah, and I will say that Kansas, okay, Kansas City, Louisville, I get that, but right. I want I want more. Yeah, there's got to. I mean, okay, like like you said, for those who don't want to go down south or don't want to go to Kansas City or like just want a jackpot like they can in the summer and then go to like their county fair. Like, yeah, you you can do that. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, my very first show ever was a winter circuit. Was a winter oh. show. Oh, pigs. Uh, uh, well, it's it was different back then, and it, so here in Ohio, the O Pig Circuit is the summer circuit, which has I don't know eight to ten shows, <clears throat> and then there's the Buckeye Show Circuit, which is the winter deal, which is only two weekends and four shows. Uh, how, however, in Ohio, there has been many, many other groups who form these fall and winter shows. Um, Brett Vickery has the in it to end it, yeah. uh, show. And then, mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot of, there in Madison County in London, um, which stay tuned for that information. We, we're going to have a big part of one of those shows. <clears throat> uh, but there's like, now there's like just as many shows in the winter as there are in the summer, which is crazy. Yeah. If if you, like it's the it's the Phil Dreams thing. If you build it, they will come. I mean, truly, the scariest thing is to start a show brand new and not know who's going to come if anybody. But right. trust me, if you do a show and do it right when there's not another big one going on or during like the Eastern Regional or during Perry, Georgia or Denver, like separate it out. And get your, you know, get it into a right weekend. Yeah. You can get a lot of people there. Um, well, like Michigan has a couple. I think you know the black yeah. and white or the green and white show, and yeah. you know a couple others. I uh, hate to bring up Michigan to you, Trev, but I mean it's it's like the concept of you know let in the winter time. I mean you have there's jackpot cattle shows, yeah. all that. There's nothing for sheep and hogs and goats. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. I mean, unless you want to go down south. Uh, or you want to go to a quote unquote major show, right? There's there's nothing to go to. I mean, and I understand like from a parent's perspective, it's probably nice to have like <laughs> some time off right. between your summer season and your and your fall and winter um, deal. But I mean, people that are addicted to it will will go. Oh yeah, and even the people that aren't. I mean, you're helping out a lot of other people. You're helping out breeders that are raising these uh, livestock. Maybe they don't have a market you know, to get those things down South or right. um, out East or West for that matter. I mean, even from a um, breeder's perspective, like that it's just it, another outlet to sell stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you don't want to go to Texas or all that, you mean, take some down there, have a different set. I mean, but you think about it for when we our winter litters that we sell in the spring, some of those go down there too. So it's a, it's a both ways. Right. Um, what I like to do with my families that I'm helping now is the winter circuit, and the winter shows are actually very relaxed. Like it's competitive, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot more like crossover. And by that I mean like families helping families and like, oh, you know, I'll do better next time. It's it's a lot more relaxed. Right. But I always tell my families, like, use that as if you're going into the ring of a final drive at your state fair or county fair or whatever. And then that it is amazing the way those kids evolve when they show in the off season. And then they go back into the spring. It's like a whole different beast. So, yeah. I mean, go to win. But I always 
tell if you're going into a jackpot show, the way I like to market and feed my livestock, they sh- probably aren't going to do well the first or second week out. They're green, they're good made, they're a little skinny, they'll probably get third. But they will eventually get a lot better, and towards the end, they get even better and better. But use it as like a showmanship sharpener and a skill developer for those younger ones. Mm -hmm. And then importantly, take a couple months off, or at least a month off, before you go into the spring. Because I've seen burnout too, and that's not good. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. but I'm with you. I think there needs to be more opportunity, uh, Indiana, Illinois. But here in Ohio, we get a lot of traffic from other states, which is great. Uh, oh, I know. I know. You guys are stealing all the fun. Hey, just come join it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be nice, you know, just in, instead of having to travel four or five hours to get to the show, it's just, you know, a couple hours down the road or in your backyard. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe people, you know, winter is a time of kind of gloom True. until you get to the holidays. But like, you know, it's cold, skies kind of gray. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's add some more spice and excitement to people's lives and, yeah. and create some some winter jackpot series and and in, in the in the Midwest. And maybe one thing we haven't discussed too is like the Midwest winter can really suck weather wise. True. So, like, <clears throat> questions I get all the time is, okay, how the heck do we wash them when it's below 30? Or, you know, the cattle deal is, I, I can't speak much of it because I haven't done it, but the Ohio best circuit is huge. There's a lot of them. Uh, but for the pigs, and it can get a little little chilly, there's a lot of, you can wash them now without actually getting the hose out and freezing it up. Um, right. You, you can brush them down. You can use all these different things in a heated barn. Um and you can walk them outside. You know, my thing is do it before December, January, and start cruising them around, working up their endurance before it's blowing snow. Yeah. But that's that's a big challenge because most people have facilities that are made for the summer, and right. they're open in. Well, there's a lot of people that don't have heated barns, I right? Get that. And it, it's challenging, but you can you can use it. I mean, like what I always tell them is May and April. In Ohio, Indiana, Midwest, anywhere, it's still chilly. So when you get yeah. those hogs for the spring, you're going to have to close something up or else they're going to get sick. Right. So you might as well start closing little things in and make it to where you can open it up in the winter and close it up in the in the fall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, yeah. Now, now that I think about it, you know, there there is a lot of opportunities for, for show cattle to to be exhibited you know, and these, these bigger jackpots, but man, sheep and goats, hogs, let's come up with something. Yeah. Sick and tired of waiting. Let's get some more October shows. Yeah. Well, I mean, October, November. Now let's that, some fall shows. now that uh, North American is non-terminal, I see that coming. Yeah. I would like to think that that show's going to grow. Plus the, you know, there's got to be something leading up to it. You know what I mean? Like, let's get these things out, you know, other than, um, you know, maybe if you got something going to Kansas city or whatever, and you want to take them to Louisville, like, yeah, that's fine. But that's a gap in time still. And you're talking about two big shows back to back. You have to travel a lot of miles to get to them. It's just, let's have something in the backyard. Yeah. I'm with you. Let's make it fun. Well, um, speaking of cold weather, 
and all of that, it can be hard on a diesel engine. <sighs> Trevor, right you are. Uh, and I hate to, to try to plug here, but I think it needs to be done. If you don't have the right equipment within that diesel engine, it'll gel up. Trust me, I've had a Duramax in the past. Now, granted, it wasn't the fancy, shiny new one. It was a pain in the butt. It was probably because I didn't go to the right place. Mm. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's right. Police Performance Engineering, Trevor, is the place you probably should have gone. Because if you have... If you have a diesel truck, you need to check out Fleece Performance. Uh, They have a complete lineup of race-proven products for your truck. Everything for their famous drop-in Cheetah Turbo Chargers for Cummins, Duramax, and Power Stroke. To injection pumps, lift pumps, and cylinder heads. Um, Guys, use promo code STOCKTALK and get 10% off your purchase at Fleece Performance Engineering. Visit their incredible line of products at fleeceperformance.com, or you can just drop by their facility in Pittsburgh, Indiana, just west of Indianapolis on I-74. Mm-hmm. Fleece. Performance.com. All right. Hey, and you can use uh, promo code STOCKTALK, get 10% off when you when you go to their website. How about that? Hey, Jeff, did you know that you could use Stock Talk as a promo code for 10% off at Fleece? I like it. I should have cool. done it. I wish we had Stock Talk when I had my diesel truck. I wish I had a diesel truck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got big news again. Uh, Corey. More big news. You're moving. I'm, I'm moving, um, which actually means an end to Stock Talk. That's a lot of dead space. Um, I'm kidding. No, um, I'm moving to Indiana, moving back to the home country. Um, my wife, uh, God bless her smart brain, um, has been offered a job uh, over close to the home farm. So I get to uh, start ranching sheep with mom and dad and, and brother and sister-in-law again, which will be fun. Um, we're growing numbers there and, and excited to see. Sorry, that was stepbrothers. What was the, oh, let's hear that again. This is the funnest night ever. <laughs> oh. yeah, I tried it out. Well, if people are listening at night, it will be. Uh, yeah, so um, it's crazy. We're we're actually moving at the end of November, so uh, or end of October this month. Stocktober. Stocktober. Uh, yeah, craziness, Trev. I, I I've dreamt about going back home to Indiana, but what's what's really disappointing about that is I've also Met a lot of awesome people here where we're at in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just talk about a hotbed for livestock people. Oh, uh, in this area, it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm 15 minutes from Andy Rash, um, 30 minutes from Jason Menert, and 20 minutes from Cardinal Cattle Company with Jeff and and Lori Wisniewski and, and family. So it's just it's been fun. I mean, I'm and then I'm like 30 minutes from Ellibrox. Right, got them uh, all. Multi-species. Um, but it's, yeah, but I'm moving. It'll be fun. Yeah, uh, I'm pumped. To, I mean, you guys. like you said, it's sad you're leaving some people around there. But, yeah, you're moving further east, closer to the Buckeye State, which is awesome. 
Uh, and Taylor is from that area, right? So it's Taylor's from the area we live now. Yes. And then uh, my family is all in the area that we're moving to. So, right. It will be fun. If anybody, uh, if anybody wants to go grab a beer, hang out and talk livestock, I will be just barely Northeast of Indianapolis. And, uh, yeah, I like it. Exciting times. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Trev. Social smash. You are right there. You know, I talked about wanting a diesel truck. And uh, if I were to ever go buy one, I would go to Brad Howe Ford. Because social smash is brought to you by our friends at Brad Howe Ford. And I'm not just saying that I would go to Brad Howe because they have sponsored our, our segment of social smash. But they've got some incredible customer service. I've seen and have friends that have bought vehicles from them all over the country, mm-hmm. let alone the ones just in Indiana. So, folks, if you get in a fender bender, maybe you smash that vehicle up, probably want to go visit Brad Hall Ford in Kokomo, Indiana. It's time to upgrade to a new truck to cruise into the next show. Brad Hall Ford has award-winning customer service that I talked about earlier that will lead you into the right direction on your next vehicle purchase. And then when you get that thing, just go drop a big old turbocharger in it from Fleece Performance. Mm-hmm. And stick a stock talk sticker somewhere on it or not. That's fine. We'll get a vehicle wrap in, with stock talk. Ooh. The first person to vehicle wrap their truck from Brad Howe with, Ford. With, from Brad Howe Ford with stock talk uh, designs with a Fleece Performance turbocharger dropped in it will receive. A handshake. I don't have any money to give. I may consider wrapping it in stock talk if they're willing. Oh, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> that'd be really cool, actually. <clears throat> um, Trev, I also texted you something the other day. Yeah. I actually texted. I, I, was, I was kind of on a roll here this past week. I, I've just seen some stuff um, that's just really kind of eating at me. And, and one of these things was on, on Facebook. I won't say any names uh, of who the picture judging uh, contest was or, you know, who posted the pictures uh, to be judged. But, but one of the things that really gets me and, and I, and I, there's value in picture judging, don't get me wrong, but there's a Facebook post and, and there has been multiple, multiple Facebook posts of, of these, you know, rank these four animals, put your placing in the comments, be, you know, whatever, wait for officials next week. Right. So I see this. I see this Facebook post. Um, class of four hogs, um, very very sortable. I mean, some of those classes can be a little challenging, especially mm-hmm. from a p- picture standpoint because you can't see them move. Um, but you know, this class was dead nuts easy. Um, you've got two muscle hogs um, that are better structured, mm-hmm. and then you have a heavy muscled one that's poor built. I don't know why I'm using like third grade livestock judging terms right now, but I am. <laughs> There's a heavy muscled one that's got a big mug, just bad shouldered, bad rear legged. Mm-hmm. Okay. Big, big bodied, super stout, heavy muscle. There's another one in there that's like slick jawed, tall fronted. Looks like he could move okay, but pretty flat bodied, dry rib, no muscle. So two pair class, 
bottom pair probably sorts on muscle. And then you get up to the top pair and there is just a quality piece of livestock. I mean, this thing, good head shape, real good, real good angle up front, mm-hmm. big backed, fresh bodied, and, you know, stand at the ground, good square toes. Got enough to him. Then the other barrel, extremely stout, big bladed, big back, big ass, but just really just got a terrible head, ugly as hell. A little fragile at the ground for his for his mass. Mm-hmm. Just looks a little bit forward in his blade. Tell me how that class should go. Well, the one that you just described probably goes second because the bottom is pretty obvious. The flat body, no muscle one goes last. Yeah. You sort the bottom parallel muscle. The one that has more muscle that's not as good built goes third pretty mm-hmm. easily. Second is the one that has a lot of shape, but too frail to ground and ugly headed. And then your slick jaw, good looking one that has really good toes and a stout featured and good muscle wins. Wow. Easy. Novel concept, huh? So, in this picture judging contest that I saw, it's not really a contest. I think it was just a, you know, whatever Facebook post. Mm-hmm. There was more people beating the quality barra than there was sorting them into two pairs. Interesting. So, and then, so like the, so the class goes, there's a, the big muscle, Bad built one is number one. The slick looking, flat bodied, no muscled one that can move is two. Mm-hmm. The stout, burly one that's way better built than one, not good enough looking, a little bit, a little bit plainer in the this lower body is number three. And then this belted bear that's really good looking pretty much dominates the class as number four. Okay. The most popular placing I saw was three, four, two, one. Oh, but I also saw an incredible amount of people that placed it three, one, four, two. I, what, uh, so what were the re did anybody like voice their opinion is what I'm getting at. So yes. And here, here is where the social smash comes in. Social smash. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not been trained to evaluate livestock, if you have never stepped foot in a ring to where your opinion is the only one that matters, if you have never ventured outside of your state and witnessed more than one livestock show, you have no right to tell people they're wrong. <laughs> because there were so many people in there that were just adamant. Just adamant that this three bear needed to win. Or that this one bear was so much better than everything else. And the lack of people realizing just how unwell they place the class. I, I, I don't have words because unwell. this forebear wins in a hurry. Well, they placed it I'm unwell. I'm not crazy. 
I'm just a little unwell. <laughs> and I know right now you can't tell. Uh. <laughs> but wait a while, and then maybe you'll see a different side of me. Anyway, <laughs> good tune. Um, but But Trev, I don't get it. Like, why can't people... First of all, why can't people place this class? That's what I want to know. And then secondly, why can't people like actually listen to a critique or, you know, you get on there and you see, uh, you know, somebody, the, one of those classes that has the placing and then, you know, a week later, right. two days later, they post the official yeah. and be like, Oh, the official stupid. I don't agree with that at all. This, they don't know what they're looking at. I'm like, maybe they do. Yeah. And maybe I don't agree with official every time either, but they at least can describe the livestock accurately. Mm-hmm. And if that's how they put their priorities, that's fine. But right. like in a class that was this dead nuts easy, mm-hmm. or at least it, in two pairs, like, or at least two pairs. And my God, if you beat the four barrel, you should, you should never yeah. raise livestock. Or but, at least like I I'm with you. I mean, it's probably the same people who write a book when they're trying to sell their livestock and, all the other social smashes that we've had in the past. I mean, these people are a little tough to get um, get advice to, or they don't want to listen to it. Right. Um, those are the people who make themselves look even stupider. Stupider. Uh, but I mean, it's not like you like you said. It's not like you have to place it fifty every time. And we're trained enough to like, okay, that one was pretty easy, and maybe they're not. But when you place it wrong, that's fine. But receive the advice that the official has. I mean, right? That's that's pretty simple. Like I, I would have, I was so, and it shouldn't have probably made me as as frustrated as it did because I texted several people, <laughs> and I'm like, what is wrong with people? Yeah. But but. I was I was refraining from commenting uh-huh. because I really wanted to say, you idiots that beat the four bear never need to raise or judge livestock in your life, and I hope you never have. Yeah, but we're in an industry of of positivity, and the other part of me wanted to say, hey, let's just take a step back and, and evaluate this class as a group. Let me ask you this: Was this said. just? Just describe the pictures. I mean, obviously you have the, the profile right. picture. Was here's, there uh, any videos or? There was no, there was no videos. There was a, a profile picture uh, in motion. Profile picture in motion and a, uh, and a rear and a rear shot. Okay. So you, you can at least see shape from behind. That's what I was getting at. Yep. All right. I'm going to hold this up to the screen. Mm-hmm. Bingo, bingo, bongo. Fact. Yeah. And if you want to flip the bottom pair, I'm actually okay with it. And call two, just that much better looking, that much better built. But that thing has no muscle and he's really flat bodied. Very flat hipped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm with yep. you. Yep. Social smash. How about it? Social smash. Um, there's just, I don't, I, I just wish. I just wish sometimes I didn't have a filter in in, in a setting on, on Facebook, but then I would have, I would have been the butt of my own joke. Like I would have been a social smash. Like, Oh, did you see edge get on there and 
tell all these people they're idiots. Did like, you see Edge get on there and start the best one? What the hell is he thinking? <laughs> <laughs> see, like, I, and, and then in some of those settings, I just want to like write my placing down and walk away. Yeah. And just see what people do. Or just write it down and say easy, period. And then yeah. see what happens. But, but the, uh, what's interesting is, it's on those things you never see anybody that's ever judged a show comment. Yeah, placing. well, because they have already placed it in three seconds and started looking There's at YouTube. Some, oh yeah, that's how I do it, and then walk away. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe here. Here's my here's my plore to you folks out there. If you see these things, let's just start. Uh, let's just start coming up with a little bit of a committee placing on our own, and then uh, we'll all comment together. Why? Yeah. Uh, okay. Somebody out there. I mean, this may seem a little weird, maybe not, but we need to start like a closed group that, I mean, we we can't do it because we're too freaking busy with doing all, you know, developing these and all that. But if there's like a Stock Talk podcast closed group or fans of or whatever, I would I would love to see what what, what is in there in that group, Facebook group, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and we can start talking about that, like maybe discuss the social smashes that we've talked about, or maybe somebody disagrees with us and they want to share our opinion, but don't want it out there for the world. Like we have a Facebook page, but that's pretty public. Right. So if somebody wants to, you have our permission to start a closed group. What do you think, Corey? I like this idea. And make sure to invite Trevor and I, if you, if you don't want to invite us. That's, yeah. That's I mean, fine. I feel like I'm not going to say much unless it's like, love it. Or great advice, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and, and just you know, there's so many of us out there that think similarly, mm-hmm. but we just don't know. You know what I mean? Or like because if we, you if you see something really awesome, like hey, I listened to this episode with so and so guest, and they were talking about this. Well, here's proof that I did it. That would be badass to see that actually happening. True. True. Like discuss the episodes in a, like a forum setting. Yeah. Tell us how stupid we sound on the mic. I don't care. Actually, I do kind of care, but yeah, I won't. We I won't we we need. Facebook. I mean, we're not perfect. We're very far from it, and still learning. So yeah, we're still. I mean, ma- criticism. Maybe key. people would call this rambling, but I feel like we're covering a lot of bases, and people may enjoy it. But yeah, that would be a way where we can refer back to what people are saying, good, bad, or ugly. We're relatively thick skinned so. Maybe somebody out there wants to start a group, a closed group like that. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Just saying. And the best part is that I saw people commenting on this thing. I'm going back to it. I, I saw people commenting on this particular class that ha- I've seen on other like show pig forum or whatever, other Facebook groups, livestock Facebook groups uh-huh. that have, that have really been heavily, you know, they voiced their opinion. Quite hard. You know, I've been raising pigs for 40 years or I've been doing this for 25 years, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And and just calling people out, telling them they're idiots. That also placed this class wrong. You're right. And and Trevor, I showed you the picture of this class. Dead nuts easy, am I right? Uh-huh. Like, like untrained eye could probably place that class. Yep. Or at least get it within the pairs. I feel like that's... Or at least get it within the pairs. Right. Hmm. Interesting. I mean... Yeah, so that's been Social Smash. I like it. Good topics. So we have a couple more before we get to our top five, if 
you're still hanging around and uh, wanting to get to our top five most listened episodes, because trust me, it's interesting. Um, it is interesting. Corey, have you ever thought of your dream barn? Like, what does it look like? And I'm sure, like, okay, we've we've thought about this many times. We've been to very, di- we've been to many different facilities. Whether we're working out in a collegiate livestock judging team, or maybe we're just visiting a friend or a, f- a family that we're helping out. I don't know about you, but I have a book full of ideas. Like when I start building my dream barn, yeah, what does it look like? Mm. And I've I've captured pictures in my mind of every single piece of ones that I love and mm-hmm. mesh them together. Now this was really bad radio because you have to describe it in a way where people can visualize. But what does well, your well? Let's let's make it easy for them. Let's um because I. I, th- I feel like anybody that has ever um, been around livestock has, has sketched out what their dream barn looks like. But what are some features of your dream barn that would you would consider unique? Oh, yeah. Hmm. You know, this, th- this is not like a unique feature, but you would be amazed of how many, how many barns I've been in that forget to put a wash rack inside. Like if you're yeah. in the show pig deal for he, sure. He did wash rack. Yeah, because like we mentioned, I mean, if you're gonna build a really, really good show barn, make it for all four seasons. Yeah. Have to. I mean, in the summer, like I said, pull open the garage doors, turn on the fans, get some air moving. When it starts to become fall, shut everything up, kick the heater on, and no difference. Yep. See, like I would want an indoor practice show ring yes all species you know be able to if i wanted to walk you know four or five steers in there i could if i wanted to have you know if i've got eight pins you know in there we could pull pull them out walk them you know that would also give people an opportunity to come over and hang out and and drink beer in a big room yeah yeah and so like i would have my own like practice facility dedicated to that and if you're raising livestock, you could use that as an auction ring. Boom. Or you can host your own little private show. Yeah. Okay. Unique feature that people don't think about, water heater. Water heater. Yeah. Two reasons. One. Necessary. You can set it to temperature so it's not scolding hot and burns the skin of livestock. Warm water. When you wash them with that, it, the grime comes off way easier. And I've worked in a facility that- exfoliates better. Yes. Exfoliates the skin, puts it on the skin. <laughs> uh, but it is easier to clean, especially um, when we you know when it is in the winter and it's tougher to clean them like that. I yeah. like I like cleaning them with warm water. And then when you do have an empty barn in a rare occasion, you plug the power washer up to this bad boy and crank up the heat and steam clean the entire thing. Yeah, diseases be gone. Diseases be gone. Um, another feature of my dream show barn is let's take you you make cleanup an easy process. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're we're gonna have swing gates everywhere. So even if you have like you know a, a six by eight show pig pen mm-hmm. or whatever, all those gates front gates come off collapse into each other and then swing gates go to the walls 
and then we can come in with a skid loader and just scoop everything. I like it. And another yeah. thing that many people don't think about, or maybe they do and I don't hear about it, is like if it's not your forever home, like if you know like, okay, I'm going to stay here for the rest of my life, put way too much work into it, then you can like move the concrete around, make some, you know, like I've seen pins that have like a four inch drop off and then the aisle lay, you know? Yeah. Well, if that's not your forever home, make sure that you could pull out all of those pins and make it a storage facility for when you try to sell it. Because chances are the next person doesn't raise livestock. Or if they do, not maybe not to the level that you expect them to. <laughs> so right. they're not going to keep all the pins in there. And you can pull all those pins out and take them to wherever you're going. Exactly. Well, if I'm building this show barn, I ain't, I ain't leaving. <laughs> I ain't leaving. <laughs> That's true. Wolf of Wall Street. Um, yeah. Another feature, you know... I, I would have living quarters oh. in my show barn and, and, you know, like separate office living quarter, but obviously in the same building. So barn dominiums or shed houses as people call them. Yeah. Um, similar concept, but like have a full kitchen, have, you know, a couple bedrooms, a bathroom with a shower, everything. And then like couch. So like you can have people come over, get them all liquored up before they want to start you know, buying stuff. If they're, <laughs> if they're looking at your set, just be like, Hey man, welcome to the, the barn hotel. Yeah. Just have them there. And oh. it could also double as like a bar slash, you know, game room place. I like it. Kids would run around, have yeah. a place to crash and nap when they need to rinse. Yep. Yeah. This is good stuff. Take some notes, folks. All right. What's next? Well, Trev, um, we we've had we've had some really cool things happen to us since we've started this thing. Oh, um, obviously, Temple interview last week. Uh, <laughs> um, but but like, I think we talked about our top stock magazine interview too. Oh yeah, the, Can- the Canada Mag. Yeah, um, all these guests that we've we've had. So so we're doing something today, actually, while people are listening to this, we're, we could very well be in the process of, of doing something. Uh, want to just, just tell the people, tell the people. We, we yeah. Can this is really, really awesome. Uh, and again, we would never expected any of this to happen if without the podcast, I mean, there's no way we would do this on a normal day if we didn't have the podcast. No. So <clears throat> as you're listening to this, we are going to be Skyping having a Skype meeting with a class at North Dakota State University. Professor Skip Anderson has invited us to be our a virtual guest lecturer for the Livestock Sales and Marketing class. And they want to know the ins and outs of ag media and the different parts of the agriculture community and where it may lead us or how we got started. So as you guys are listening to this today, we are in the classroom theoretically, at North Dakota State University. So we do all kinds of stuff. I mean, I would have never thought of, I mean, I I always knew I was going to be a livestock judge and have a microphone and talk to people, but I didn't realize it was going to be in more of a, it's not really formal setting, but with a microphone and people are laughing and something that thousands of people are are listening to. So not to mention like our regular guests that we have on a weekly basis I would have never, ever spoke to those people, not because I didn't like them, because there was never an opportunity 
that I could just go talk to them unless they're in the ring and I go up and shake their hand and say, hey, thanks for coming. Yeah. So um, another thing, too, and I just shared this news with Trevor the other day, um, and, and if there's anybody listening with kids that might be participating in said event uh, that I'll be evaluating, do not reach out to me. I mean, you could just say, like, hey, congrats, but it's not really that big of a deal. It It is to me just because I grew up in it. But um, because of this podcast and my affiliation uh, with my professional life, uh, I have been asked to judge the National FFA Ag Communications Contest um, here at National FFA Convention in Indianapolis. Whoa, that's cool. Yes. Um, so you just never know. You never know what, what this livestock deal will do for you to try. But, you know, you guys listening have made this so much fun. Mm. I tell you, it's it's amazing. Like, we've said it in the, the Temple intro, like, okay, where do we go from here? Like, we did the, the Dan Hogue live episode. Like, man, that was incredible. Where do we go from here? And then yeah. we've had all these guests, and it just keeps coming and keeps coming. And then we get some messages and emails. It's like, holy crap, this is awesome. And, um, yeah, it's amazing. Speechless is Absolutely the term I would use. Absolutely amazing. And we can't be, we can't be speechless because, uh, you guys are listening to us talk. So if we're speechless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to give the people what they come for. We have the, did they come, did they come for this? I don't know. I don't know. Well, if they clicked on it, hopefully the ones li- still listening, tell them to listen. Um, uh, I know there's not these aren't the most listened to episodes, and we get it, but we just want to share with you our most listened to episodes, starting with number five. Number five. Number 33, Blaine Arthur Helicopter Moms. Ooh, how many plays did we get there? Um, well, this is a week late, so I'm sure there's more than what I'm going to say, but Probably. around 7,040 plays. Woof. Um, you know... I have to I have to publicly apologize to Blaine for the quality of audio on that one. Yeah. But still so much good stuff we talked about. Yeah, we were still figuring out our new toys and trying yeah. to trying to do it right, but we had to do a phone interview because as you know, the uh Oklahoma government would not let us uh use her her laptop. So, it's all good. Yeah. Incredible episode, Helicopter Moms, number 33. Blaine Arthur comes in at number five. Number four. Boy, I really like this this sound thing that you had uh, made for us. Oh, yeah. What's that guy's name? I'm not sure. Oh. All I know yeah. is he's like four time zones behind us, and when I asked him every time to do something for us, he just got up, and it was like three in the afternoon or something. So. Oh, boy. Um, well, anyways, coming in at number four is episode number 16, way back. Uh, Todd Caldwell, clean and dry, about 7,200 plays. Yes. Yep. And that was an episode that really got people talking. Uh, it did. That was one of the first ones where he uh, took some shots at some people that needed it <laughs> and uh, wasn't afraid to hold back. So nope. there was a lot of I people like, it. holy crap, did you hear Todd Caldwell on that Stock Talk episode? And we're like, oh, people are talking. Yeah, yeah. Number three. Happens to be our friend Brandon Callis on episode number 31. 
We named it by his goats. And to be honest with you, I, don't know. I, I still don't know if anybody bought his goats. I don't know either. But we're going to call I, this. I'll text him. We're going to call these the big three because there's quite a jump when it oh, comes yeah. between Todd's episode and Callus's episode. Callus by his goats, 10,800 plays. That's a lot. That's a lot of plays. That's a lot of plays. Um, really good dude. Um, we could have talked for another hour probably. Oh, easily. And may I say, probably one of the funniest quotes when he was talking about his kids in the backseat of the truck when, he, yeah, I mean, you can go back and listen to the episode about how I'm a crossbred. That was freaking <laughs> hilarious. I laughed so hard. That Daddy's a, daddy's a Hampshire. Mom's a Yorkshire. Yeah. Must make me a crossbred. <laughs> oh, I loved it. He was hilarious. And he used, I mean, he used everything that we thought he would, like the, you know, what's it like being African-American in the industry? Not even a, a blip on his radar. You know, it's just who no. I am. Can't tell. I mean, most people think I'm white when I talk to him on the phone, so why does it matter? Awesome episode <laughs> uh, to come in at number three. Number two. Well, no one should be surprised that Captain Hook is in the top pair of our top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Hook, no, episode number 27, Picture Perfect, uh, just shy of 13,000 total plays. Um, there's not much to be said about that. There's people that reference that episode quite a bit. Uh, Brad and I have exchanged multiple Snapchats since this episode uh, aired. And, you know, it's just really cool. The people that we've got to meet, Trevor, like we talked about earlier through through this thing. And uh, Brad is one of the unique characters uh, in the industry. And if you did not cry laughing at least once during that episode, oh. you, you probably just didn't have your earbuds up loud enough. That is one that, A, we're going to try to do again. Hint, hint. B, yeah. gosh, I wish we could do it in person. Like, it was awesome. Don't get me wrong. It was It was great. None of us were in the same room, but man, if we all were, holy crap, that'd be hilarious. That episode might not have ever ended. (laughs) We'd still be be recording it. No kidding. Oh, man. Awesome episode. All right. The grand champion, as we say. Top five to round out our number one most listened to episode of all time. Number one. Number 30, Ryan Rash, Express Yourself. With 17,400 plays all time. Oh, my goodness. He, I mean, uh, he kind of just took off. I think his fan base really boosted that, which is great. Sure did. Everybody yeah. has their own fan base. Brad has his fan base on Snapchat. Um, but it was kind of funny. Ryan would message us every once in a while like, hey, where am I at on listens? Hey, where am I at? <laughs> am, I, uh, <laughs> am, I, am I beating Brad yet? And it was all in, in good fun, but... Holy crap, it was uh it was amazing to see those numbers climb within the first week. I mean, he had what 5,000 or so within the first 7 days or something crazy like that. So, oh, yeah. I mean, just, just ab- absolutely just took crazy. off. And I wanted to give you uh like we say we always we're, we're an open book here. We want to be transparent. Uh we have to date, around 195,000 all-time plays through all of our episodes. 
You guys oh are absolutely amazing. Help us crack 200,000. Yes. Keep- I'm sure we have, honestly, and I don't want to like say this to be boastful, but I'm sure uh, we, we're recording this before the Temple episode airs. So I'm sure, you know, we'll probably come back to you guys um, next week and, and let you know where we're, where we're at. Yeah. I'm sure we'll break 200,000 plays after that one. I see Temple cracking the top five. I I would not be surprised. I, I mean, that episode was so fun. It yeah. was good. It, lots of knowledge. And like I said in the intro to that episode, Temple is hilarious. Very funny. Yeah. Like not on purpose, but really funny. Really funny. Like there's some little one-liners in there that I just <laughs> I go back and listen. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So a little bit more data before we round out this episode. The last five episodes, which isn't the top five, but our last five consecutively um, there is 37 countries that we've been listened in, which is amazing. 37. 37 countries, 2,264 cities that we've been. What's our most popular city, Trev? Stillwater, Oklahoma. Oh, I thought it was going to be my, my almost new hometown of Indianapolis. Indianapolis Man. is actually in second. Oh, in second. Yeah. Hey, I, ch- I checked today, which is in a Indy. week old, but. Folks in Indy, pick up your game. <laughs> and then Just listen, love you. I would say my home base, Columbus, comes in at number three. So amazing. I have 37 countries, over 2,200 cities. So absolutely incredible. Uh, we really, what's kind of weird is we don't have a solid number. Like everybody wants to know how many people are listening, how many people are listening. Well, we are in five different directories, so it's hard for me to understand how many people are actually listening because each directory gives us data. So we can estimate that we are between 6,000 and 7,500 listeners. So unreal. I just I can't get over it. You guys are awesome. Uh, we wouldn't be doing this deal if it wasn't for you guys. Uh, keep telling your friends. I hope people are dedicated now. And I hope you're gaining something from Corey and I here, although we don't have a guest. Every 10th episode is uh, what we're going to do here. So, yeah. Um, Also, ladies and gentlemen, um, I know we mentioned it earlier through a little bit of a whisper. But if you visit stocktalk-podcast.com and use the promo code STOCKTOBER, S-T-O-C-K-T-O-B-E-R, at your checkout, you'll receive 20% off all of your t-shirts. Are oh, you yeah. kidding me? I'm oh. giving these things away. I know. And uh, I would figure there'd be Trev? a lot more people uh, jump on that, but it's all right. Yeah. I guess uh, you know, it's up to them. But It's fun. it's cool. We got inventory. We got hats. Uh, uh, we're going to have hoodies and, and some other fall apparel items. Why don't you do this for us, folks? Send us what you would like to wear. Yes. We'll we'll come up with a cool design, but you know, what's your favorite? What's the what's the coolest hoodie you've ever gotten? You know, from a, from a breeder or yeah, whatever. Oh, and we plan to switch things up. It's not just going to be the the same logo. Trevor, should should we do the wasp pants that said say busting mine to kick kick yours with yeah. the stock talk logo? <laughs> yes. On it? Oh yeah. Talk about a novelty in, in the uh, the show stock business. I don't really know how I feel about those. Like. It, you know what I mean? Right. Busting, busting mine to kick yours. I, I love the quote, 
put it on the butt of some wash paints. I'm not sure if I'm just a big fan of that, but I always you know, if feel that's what the people are into. I just don't. It's a. I don't get it because everybody complains. Like, are you looking at my ass? Are you looking at my ass? <laughs> well, I'm reading what you have there. <laughs> just hey, listen. Those those are where the words were put. The other thing is, is <laughs> it's it's worse when the people are wearing those and their livestock just suck. <laughs> yeah, like, you're busting your ass to kick mine. Like, are we are we getting in a fist fight? Because there's no way that or maybe you're working on is going to win anything. That's true. Maybe they have them on for when they slip and fall and bust their ass. Bust their mind. Oh, yeah. And then they get a little yeah. wet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's about the only busting they're doing. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my. We should end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, don't forget, you guys, um, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. And make sure you give us a five-star rating. Subscribe. Get on our website, stocktalk-podcast.com. Use Stocktober, 20% off all t-shirts. Topics, social smashes, let's go. You guys somebody, are... Somebody out there create that private Facebook group. Yeah. For Stock Talk. I'm intriguing. Get a hold Stock of us. Stock Talk Nation Facebook group. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we can help you out, but I feel like it needs to be your guys' thing. We're out of it. We'll just be a part of it. Speaking of being out, you guys are awesome. We are out. I gotta go.